Hi, I'm Elise. And I'm Sammy. And this is the Inspired to Be podcast. Yes, one of my favourite topics. <laughs> You're like, woohoo, yes. Choosing the healthy habit as a whole. So that's like yes. mentally, that's nourishment. <laughs> Next minute you're sitting down with a smoothie, you're like, whoa, you got to share this. Allow the wilds. That's my inspired oh, moment. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love it. Are you ready to transform your life in just 10 days? We have got something really special that's going to kickstart your journey towards inspired health and happiness. Introducing our 10 Days to Inspired Health and Happiness program, the ultimate program designed to bring positivity, vitality and joy into your daily life. Picture this, guys, waking up each morning with a newfound sense of purpose and energy. Imagine feeling motivated, radiant, and ready to conquer the day ahead. Whether you're looking to enhance your physical well-being, boost your mental clarity, or simply infuse more joy into your life, this program has got you covered. So what's the secret behind our 10 days to inspired health and happiness? Well, it's a unique blend of heartwarming practices that guide you through a transformational journey. From mindfulness exercise and gratitude rituals to nourishing recipes that will benefit your gut health and help you find your inner glow, each day is crafted to bring you one step closer to your best self. Every day is designed to be simple and realistic with five to ten minute practices you can incorporate really easily. We're so excited to bring together our knowledge for a truly unique experience. The 10 Days to Inspired Health and Happiness is launching on the 1st of September, just in time for spring. We're so excited. Can't wait. Keep an eye out on inspiredtobe.podcast on Instagram for the link to purchase. Welcome back, everyone. Hey, guys. Today, we're doing an episode all about stress, so ways that you can reduce stress for optimal health benefits. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to talking about this topic because we all experience stress, right? It's, it is a part of everyday life, so it's good to just have a few helpful strategies to to support yourself with that. Yeah, and I think it just gets out of hand. Like you don't realise until you get to the point of like no return. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. a bit of a snowball. Yeah. yeah. So just focusing a little bit on this and how you can help it on your day-to-day. So Sammy's going to focus on more mindful ways and then I'll add in some nutritional options for you at the end. Yeah, sounds great. So what do you think are the main things from your perspective that can really impact reducing our stress levels? Yeah, so um, I just want to start off by quickly sharing something that might be really helpful, and that is just a a little brief check-in if it's stress or anxiety. Oh, interesting. Because there is a difference and there's a difference in the way that it manifests and there's a difference in the way um, that of the activities and exercises that we can use that actually help us. So, for example, stress we often see is more of a short-term feeling Mm -hmm. Um, and what we generally see is once the stresses are removed, so that could be something like a stressful day at work, it could be stress of an exam coming up, Um, it could still be a stressful life change and things like that, but what we generally see with stress is once that stressor is removed that it dissipates excellent 
Okay. So, um, and stress manifests in the body, usually by holding, bracing, tensing. We might feel tightness in the shoulders, jaw, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is different in that it's a prolonged state Mm -hmm. um, of an experience. So over worry, um, you might get physical manifestations of a racing heart, shortness Mm -hmm. of breath, a lot of energy happening in the body. So that's where anxiety is different. Mm -hmm. And what we usually find with anxiety is once that uh, you know, stressor is removed, it still remains. Okay. It doesn't dissipate. So I just wanted to start there because it's really helpful and I'm happy to do another episode on, we can do the same chat about, uh, treatment for, well, supportive practices for anxiety Yeah, because they will be completely different. Yeah. So, um, in regards to stress, what we know that happens in the body when we are experiencing stress is, you know, two things happen. We get a spike in adrenaline uh, and cortisol. So, what generally happens though is once that stress dissipates, the adrenaline stops and the cortisol lowers. That's the intention. <laughs> so, what what can often happen though is if we are in a stress state for a long amount of time, that cortisol in the body is not dissipating. So then we want to do these really helpful practices that help with that. So what can be really soothing for stress is breath practices, okay? So really connecting with the natural rhythm of your breath and really trying to smooth and elongate the cycle of the breath, okay? And we can do this through deep breathing. When we're doing breath practices for stress management, Breathing through the nose is vital, okay? Mm -hmm. So breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Mm -hmm. We don't want to breathe in and out through the mouth, okay, Mm -hmm. because that's going to actually maybe kind of heighten the stress because we're not going to get a deep breath. We're not going to feel like it's soothing. So So, if you're – sorry, can I interrupt you mm. there? But if you're feeling like you really – like you can't get enough breath and you're trying to take it in like through the mouth and you're Mm. just like can't get it, is that a sign that maybe it's like – you're feeling anxious or you are in a really, really heightened stressful situation, maybe you just need to take a moment before you start the breathing through your nose. Yeah, you so know what I'm saying? absolutely, totally understand. And what I would say in that case is you are you have anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I always ask my clients that when I work with them, do you, do you have shallow breathing? Do you find it hard to take a deep breath? Is the breath soothing for you? Mm-hmm. If they say no, no, and no, I can't take a deep breath. When I focus on my breath, it makes me feel even more anxious or worried. Um, And yes, having that kind of shallow breath, they are all cues that it's more anxiety. Yeah. And if you have that, then you don't want to do breath practices. Okay. So yeah, I'll do another episode on tips for anxiety because it, it, and that's why I wanted to start with the difference between both Mm. because having that clarity around, hold on, am I feeling anxiety or stress in this moment? it can really help you with what techniques to choose yeah. in the moment. I love it. I love that you clarified that. Yeah. So um, breath is, we do know that it is good for stress, not for anxiety, but for stress, yes. Yeah. So breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth is really, really great. Mm-hmm. And then what we want to do is try and take that sense of release into the body, mm-hmm. okay? So we can start connecting to our breath, start feeling really good and settled with that. And then what we want to do is bring that sense of letting go through the body to help us relieve those physical manifestations such as, you know, tight shoulders, tight back, you know, those sorts of things. So we can do that via what we call the four access points. Mm -hmm. So these can be four access points that can help you bring relaxation into the body. Those four access points are the head and face, Mm -hmm. the shoulders, the tummy and the feet. 
Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is what, when I guide clients through meditation, I will always bring in the four access points because um, it's the, the most, um, one, helpful, but the most simple way to bring that relaxation through your body. Okay. So uh, what you want to do is connect to your breath, settle into where you are, maybe just do a little bit of grounding. If you've listened to the podcast before, you'll know about that, but there's another episode on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just bring awareness to your head and face and just relax what you can. Relax the jaw, relax the skin on the face, close the eyes. And then you flow down and you do the same with the shoulders. You maybe move them, let roll them, let them drop. See if you can even relax your shoulder blades. And then you go to your tummy, you know, loosen the muscles in your tummy. Focus on your tummy, move in with your breath. You'll, you'll probably notice when you allow your belly to let go that for most of us, that's what we're holding. You know, yeah. we're always holding in our belly, in yeah. our tummy, um, you know, just subconsciously. And same with the jaw. You'll probably notice a lot of holding there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, once you let the belly soften, you'll, you may find also that that helps with the breath, getting it really deep into the belly, that smooth, mm-hmm. long breath. And then what we want to do is relax all the way down to the feet. So, you know, softening the tops of the feet, feeling the soles connect with the floor, really letting go. So um, they are two practices that you can do that can really help with stress management. So connecting to your breath, letting it be long and smooth if you can. Sometimes it can help to imagine that it's tracing the outline of an oval. So breathing in, tracing up, breathing out, tracing down. And then do your four access points and hopefully you'll feel a little bit of stress release from that. Yes. And just to note, you can do this at any time. So even if you're in the car, you know, obviously not while you're actually driving, but if you're pulled over, you know, you've just dropped the kids and you just need a moment, Mm. just take a moment, take the minute take the minute. It doesn't have to be long. Honestly, you could take the, yeah, drop the kids to school, park the car, make sure you stopped. Yes. Close your eyes and just, you can even do that. Just do your breath, breathe in, trace up an oval, breathe out, trace down an oval, do that three times, relax the jaw, relax the shoulders. If you Mm. guys, you guys are listening to this, but if you were watching, you'd see my eyes are closed. Yeah. (laughs) Softening (laughs) the belly, softening the feet. Five minutes, open your eyes, get on with your yeah. day. You're probably going to feel a little relief. You feel it. And noticing yeah. those when you say like definitely when I lie down to relax and I put on some relaxing music, I do that face, mm. noticing the face points. Mm. And what I really find interesting is when you notice the relaxation that you're taking around your eyes and you actually feel it, Yeah, it's like you have to feel it. Like it's it's such a release. Mm, yeah. And feel into it is, yes. is the term that I like to use. It's like, okay, can I be aware of this softening? And then can I even further deepen into mm-hmm. that softening? Can I really settle and sink into it? And you can even say something to yourself in your mind gently like, settle in, just sink in, yep. let go. You know, let you can, go. You can, yeah. you can say all these beautiful um, supporting words to yourself as you go through your practice gently. Um, but yeah, the main thing is bringing awareness to those points because I feel like once you are aware of where you may be holding, mm-hmm. then you can bring in that conscious release to support yourself. Yeah. I absolutely love that. Thank you so much. Great. So So tell us all about nutrition for stress. Okay. So obviously both of these things are great to do together, right? Mm. Um, And nutrition, I think Sammy's examples are wonderful in the moment, Mm -hmm. if you notice, Mm -hmm. but I guess nutrition is more of a lifestyle. You have to think of, it's not like if you're stressed and all of a sudden you go and eat this thing or take this thing, you're going to feel okay. (laughs) 
Not she unless it's like a drug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't encourage. Oh, no. Yeah. I was going to say, not unless it's illegal. But then I, but then yeah. I thought, oh, maybe there are legal drugs that make you feel the same way. But no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, nutritional and supplemental options to help reduce stress. The biggest one is caffeine and sugar. And we all know this. And I think we just go, no, I'll be fine. But over a prolonged period of time, if you reduce your caffeine intake, even by one, you will notice a big difference. Or maybe you could decide that I'm not going to have coffee after midday. Mm. Uh, And what that does is it will have a flow and effect to your sleep. It's similar to what Sammy was saying about cortisol, where we want to try and reduce those spikes. So every time you have caffeine, so coffee, or it could even be a pre-workout that has caffeine in it, or even like chocolate and bars and things like that, they've got caffeine in them, even tea. So it all adds up over a day. Mm. If you're having too much of that, what's happening is your cortisol is remaining high Mm. and your body's not getting used to that like drop and rise naturally throughout the day. Mm. And then it just thinks that it's in this, intense state of like heightened stress well that's right because i mean that's what that's what caffeine does right it's a stimulant yes so it's it's a that's why we get energy from it yeah but also what it's doing is it's heightening the nervous system that's why we have extra cortisol that's why we're in that kind of fight or flight we're reproducing this stress hormone because we're stimulating our nervous system with caffeine Mm -hmm. yeah and then it will actually affect all of your other hormones because Mm -hmm. if you Uh, for example, if you've just had a ridiculous amount of caffeine or stimulants over time and your body just doesn't know anymore and it will stay in a heightened state of like adrenaline and cortisol for a long period of time, Mm. then your other hormones won't produce and it will just start to have a flow and effect of mucking up all your hormones. Mm. So like I'm not saying don't have caffeine at all because caffeine is life. You (laughs) have your morning coffee, come on. You have your morning coffee or maybe you're a tea drinker, maybe you don't like coffee but um, and it's the same with sugar. sugar. Unfortunately, has the same effect plus heaps of other like inflammatory effects. Mm-hmm. So, definitely try and just start by reducing. Maybe just look at your day as a whole and think about all the things that potentially contain caffeine and sugar and think about how can I just take this back one step mm. and then see how you feel. And then maybe a few weeks from now, you might take it back one step again. Yeah, I love um, that. Yeah. And especially as you said, you know, even like, so for me, I know I have coffee every morning, but that I only have one a day Yeah, and then I'm done. And yeah. especially like, yeah, I won't have any kind of anything with caffeine or tea. I mean, not every day. I'm not perfect. Sometimes I have chocolate at night, but Absolutely. but ideally, I try and do at least if you can try and not do that after lunchtime. Say, so then you're kind of starting to wind down for the second half mm. of your day. You and, know, and notice, like if yeah. you, I mean, you obviously notice if you have more than one, and I'm the same. I used to have three coffees a day, mm. and it took me time. Over time, I've gotten down to one, mm-hmm. and if I do have a day where I have two, I notice that that night. I can't wind down as, mm. as easily. Mm. So, yeah. Just and notice. tea too, like you mentioned, it's not just coffee. I think sometimes there's a bit of a misconception about mm. teas. Like black tea is still caffeine yeah, it is. and some green teas. Oh, green teas too. You know, yeah. so it's like it's just checking the back of the box even some yeah. herbal teas, just making sure, just make sure. What, what's in the back. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the biggest one. Um, the next one is that we want to stabilise glucose crashes mm. because same thing, if you're continually um, putting yourself in a state of like a glucose high and then a crash, mm-hmm. your moods are going to be all over the place. You're going to not be able to concentrate and you're going to feel stressed, right? Mm. You're going to feel overwhelmed. You'll be like, I can't handle of this because your body's absolutely going up. Ah, 
and then crash. Yes. Um, so I'm going to come back to it. You're going to get so sick of me saying this, <laughs> a balanced whole food diet. Mm. So a rainbow of foods and focusing on your lean proteins, like eggs are a great one, fish, chicken, turkey, and then just lots of complex carbs. So sweet potatoes, oats, quinoa, um, brown rice, mm-hmm. those type of things. And then just rainbows, rainbows. Yeah, rainbows everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So lots of different colors and try a variety of um, fruits and vegetables. So though that type of diet on a regular basis will reduce your glucose crashes, Mm. which then in turn will have a positive benefit on the way that your mood stabilizes Mm -hmm. and that your body is coping with the ins and outs of the day. Yeah, I love that. And obviously like removing that sugar as well that we've already chatted about in this episode, that's going to help with your glucose yeah, spikes absolutely. and crashes as well. Yeah, there's mm. actually a really, if you're a podcast person, I highly recommend listening to or just putting in your search bar of your podcast, The Glucose Goddess. Oh, and that's cool. she, Yeah, she's actually, I think she studied as a, a biologist and then uh, nutrition. Anyway, she's science-based. Mm-hmm. She's done degrees and things. And she's done a lot of research on the glucose spikes. And she has a lot of tips about how to reduce those glucose spikes naturally. So if you want to look into that more, definitely look her up. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. That's my nutrition tips. I love it. They're so <laughs> good and so helpful. And yeah, combining that, I think that internal world, you know, managing our food, well, not even managing, but just being aware of yeah. what we're eating and when we're eating. It's it's not that it's you can't do it, but it's like, just have a chocolate in the morning. No, <laughs> no. if you love chocolate, have your chocolate, like deserve yes, it, but totally. just have your like a few little pieces of chocolate and savor them, you know, mindful yes. eating. Mm. I am a chocolate person every single night. I'll have chocolate, but mm. I have dark chocolate and I just have a few pieces and I savor it. And that's been a game changer for me because I don't feel like I'm depriving myself. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And also maybe just not then with the caffeine in the drink, you know, no. have, you can have your chocolate with just, you know, some lemon water or something, yeah. you know, so you can always make other switches. Yeah. Yeah. Small swaps. So small swaps and small, small. Uh, practices. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Small, simple, achievable. That's what it needs to be to fit into our Absolutely. everyday life. Yeah. Beautiful. So I hope that that helps you guys. See you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Inspired to Be podcast. We are endlessly grateful for you being here today and would love to hear how you're inspired through our conversations together. Want to share your inspired moment? Connect with us over on Instagram at inspiredtobe.podcast. Comment on our latest post or DM us. We would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me for deeper mindfulness at the still space AU or me, Elise.inspired, for more health, wellness, and daily stories. If you have a moment, please give us a subscribe, rate, or review on your podcast platform, and we will see you next Wednesday for another awesome episode. See See you then. then.